Wonderful. Good to see you all again. And uh, yeah, welcome. If you didn't get that welcome uh, earlier on and uh, I didn't see you earlier, do uh, stay for coffee and tea after the service. It'd be great to chat to you. Um, I'm just going to get my bits out of the way here. Excuse me so I can... Another post-it note. Who likes post-it notes? We like post-it notes. Wonderful. So uh, this morning, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to explore temptation. The temptation of Jesus. And the kind of impact that it has on us today. Because as human beings... In one form or another, we are all susceptible to temptation from the devil. And it all began uh, with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden where evil lurked. And it lurked in the trees and sought to corrupt humanity. And there in the Garden of Eden, before the first sin, came the first temptation. And temptation has, uh, has kind of four kind of areas that play a part. There's the appeal, uh, there's the struggle, there's the response, and of course, there's the consequence. So let's get straight into the text this morning. So we're looking at Luke chapter 4. Uh, verses 1 to 13, I'd encourage you please to pick up your Bibles. It's on page 103. My eyesight is going. 1031. 1031 in those uh, Bibles. Let's follow it together as we dig into this word of God. Luke. Chapter 4, verses 1 to 13. says this, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you're the Son of God... Tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to, if you worship me, it will be yours, all yours. And Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The the devil then led uh, him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest points of the temple If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully, 
they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike a foot against your uh, stone. Jesus answered, It is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him till an opportune time. As we look towards Lent and as we look towards that time of reflection and prayer about what Jesus did ultimately on the cross and the resurrection on Easter Day as we celebrate together, I want to, I want to take us time to, to reflect on this text as we lead up to that place of contemplation. So after his baptism, um, even though Jesus was divinely led into the wilderness for 40 days, he was in this kind of weakened physical state. And here the devil found an opportunity to tempt him. However, there are some people that regard Jesus' temptations as not realistic. because of his divine nature. But actually, as we know, and those of us who know, Jesus was also fully human. He was fully human, fully man, and fully God. And for your theologians out there, if you want to go into the hypostatic union, which talks about the deity of Jesus, you can do that in your life groups. I won't do that here today, but it's really, really interesting to understand the deity and John in his gospel just tells us and, pro- and produces this Christology for us to really engage in so if you get into your life groups you want to talk a, talk a little bit more about that in depth have a look at that fully God fully man and in many ways Jesus' temptations were not only real but they were much more severe You see, Jesus had to withstand greater pressures of temptation more than any other human being. And the devil attacked Jesus in three ways. Firstly, we see that it was a personal temptation. Now, Jesus was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. The devil tempted Jesus with the notion that turning the stones into bread wouldn't affect anyone else, but rather that it would satisfy his physical hunger. Nothing wrong with that, right? But the devil says, and he begins, and he taunts Jesus in saying that if You are the Son of God. Tell this stone to become bread. Suggesting that Jesus had a right to something that God had withheld. You see, Jesus was completely dependent on God 
and to relinquish this dependency would result in a lack of faith and trust in God. The fact is, Satan didn't, he didn't actually doubt Jesus' identity. He didn't doubt it at all. He was just challenging Jesus to display it. And so Jesus, in his recognition of his position, he quotes Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3 in his response. He says, he humbled you. This is what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the Lord's mouth. You look at the story of the Israelites and what manna meant to them at the time. Again, something for you to perhaps reflect on in life groups. You see, Satan tried to strike Jesus at the point of his greatest need, where Jesus was most vulnerable. And today, Satan will also try and strike us, particularly when we're in a weakened state and open to attack. Satan will drive into our hearts lies, doubts, uncertainties, And tempt us to live for ourselves instead of living for Jesus. You see, Jesus was hungry, but he was full of the Spirit. You know, at times we can be the opposite. Full stomachs and empty in spirit. Jesus reminded Satan that the word of God is more important than the bread we eat. The word of God, that's how important it is. Secondly, Jesus was tempted and it was, and it was the devil that led him up to a high place and showed him in, a, in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. So we're talking about a power temptation here. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It's been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will be all yours. Something I noticed when I was reading this and preparing it through with God. Did you notice that Jesus never challenged Satan regarding his authority? Regarding his authority in the world. Did you notice that? Jesus never challenged him. Why? Because in John chapter 12, verse 31... And in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, confirms that Satan has indeed been given authority in this world. And since Satan possesses this power, it's not surprising 
it's not surprising for us to see ungodly people in this world in positions of power and prestige. It's not surprising. So Satan took Jesus and showed him the power that he could have straight away in an instant. But you see, Satan wasn't really offering anything that Jesus wasn't eventually going to receive. What Satan was trying to do was to pull Jesus away from fulfilling his messianic duties. That's what Satan was doing. He was trying to pull him away from his messianic being. And essentially, uh, Satan was saying that Jesus could have all this power without first needing to go to the cross and suffer on on behalf of humanity. You don't need to do that, Jesus. Why do you need to do that? You don't need to go to the cross. I can give you the power like that. It's been known that this particular area of the reading brings lots of tension to many readers. You know, there was never any worry or concern that Jesus was going to give in to Satan's temptations. But rather revealing to us in this passage, this is what Jesus is really, Satan is real. He's real. And he is amongst us today. He's not omniscient and he he can't be everywhere. But he can if we allow him to be in our lives. So we have to be careful. He will try and tempt us away from the plans that God has for us as a church. And so Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. I wonder if Satan is trying to tempt you to worship other things instead of God. I wonder if Satan is trying to tempt you into loving other things instead of loving God. Because when the devil steers us away from God, consequences will always follow. However, Jesus was steadfast in his response. That's the encouragement we see here, right? And again, overcame Satan's second temptation with biblical truth. And that's Luke's narrative. Biblical truth. However, Satan continues with his third temptation. He doesn't stop, does he? He doesn't stop. Third temptation. And we read it from verse 9. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him... And we know, again, back into your life groups, understand what the temple of Jerusalem was all about. Yeah? Have a look at that, because that has a real meaning as to why Satan took him on that temple. I haven't got time to go into that, but have a look at that. 
He said, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, his angels, uh, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up out in, in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. So this third temptation was all about putting God to the test, as we know. We can see that clearly. And to again lead Jesus away from that messianic duty. But this time, notice this, Satan himself quotes scripture. Did you notice that? Satan himself quotes scripture. And this is a reminder and a warning for us today. That Satan is a Bible expert and knows how to, uh, how to twist scripture out of context. And it's increasingly evident nowadays where countless people are deceived. Have you noticed that today in life? Because they accept anyone who quotes a Bible verse as if they are teaching God's truth. Know this to be true, friends, in this place, brothers and sisters in Christ. Know this to be true. The mere use of Bible words does not necessarily convey the will of God. The mere use of Bible words that does not necessarily convey the will of God for your life at that point in time. We need to be careful. And that's what Jesus is saying. Satan is trying to twist scripture. So when people send us various scriptures in a particular circumstance, be very wary because we don't know if that application is for us right then at that time. We need to go to God in prayer because what will end up happening is it will discourage and deceive you. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to 4 says this, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus. This is the Apostle Paul, right? Who will judge the living and the dead. And in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. This is what Paul is saying. Preach the word... Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Listen to what he's saying here. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and aside to myths. Satan will attempt to deceive you through Scripture and drive it out of context. Be careful. Be careful, friends. If you're not sure about any kind of scripture that you're sent, or it just doesn't make sense, 
Always ask someone who you can trust who is godly to explain that particular scripture and to pray with you and to guide you into whether it's leading you away from God or deceiving you in some way. You see, if Jesus accepted this power that Satan was offering, our salvation would not be possible. Our salvation would not be possible. And Jesus rebukes Satan again while using God's word in its truth and proper context and quotes this, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Something to ponder on. Um, Have you ever put God to the test? Or even thought about it? Because putting God to the test is really questioning God's reliability. Particularly when we think he's not meeting our expectations. And this is undeniably a putting of our faith and trust in God at risk. So when the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. And what's notable in this verse is that the devil will always look for ways to come back for another bite. So we need to be constantly on our guard. So friends, what are you being tempted into right now? Were you tempted in the week? And how can we best avoid falling into Satan's trap and causing us to sin? You know, the devil tries to come in and tempt us as we do life. You know, those times when he does, it's a good idea to identify the areas that makes us most vulnerable. So perhaps some questions to ask ourselves. And this is something that we all need, I think. I think we need these things. Are there particular areas of the day or days of the week that we're more exposed to attack? Are there places of work or friends, or maybe we go to a friend's house where we feel vulnerable? Are there occasions when we go online and are tempted into lustful thinking? Are we with God? Oh, sorry, are we with people who lead us into godly, ungodly ways? You know, we can also be uh, more vulnerable when we're emotionally charged. For example, when we're frustrated, when we're stressed, when we're angry. Friends, it's important to keep our guard up because it will help us to avoid falling into Satan's trap and causing us to sin. These are just a few things that we can do. There are many things that perhaps you have in your own heart and mind that will help you and help us as individuals to avoid being tempted 
and, and falling into sin. But can I just add this encouragement because it's quite deep. It's quite deep. It's quite challenging. I just want to add this. It's not a sin to be tempted. It's not a sin to be tempted. But God in his wonderful love wants to show us a way out of that temptation. And all we need to do is to go to God in prayer. Go to God in prayer and to look at his word, read it and understand it to rebuke Satan. The Bible is full of wisdom. Wisdom that we don't have. But we can see that wisdom throughout it and we can use it today. Jesus drew on the same truth that is available to us. The same Holy Spirit that is available to us. So be encouraged that we're not alone when the devil begins to attack. We have God on our side. Amen? We have God on our side. And we have his word. And of course, we have each other to lean on. Which is wonderful. I'll leave you with these wise words from James chapter 4 verse 7. Resist the devil. Resist him and he will flee from you. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, your word tells us that all things work together for the good of those who love you. So Father God, when we're overwhelmed by the storms of temptation, raise us up by your strength and help us overcome the temptations of Satan. Lord, protect us so that he will not, we will not give in to sin and be led astray, but instead, Lord, lead us nearer to you. as we focus our attention and direction on that holy week. Draw us nearer to you. In prayer and by the nourishment of your words and keep us steadfast in your truths so that, Lord, we can live according to your will and purpose for our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen.